1: Why are Draymond and KD not getting along? Will this feud even matter to the results? Is Kevin Durant leaving the Warriors next summer? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown Podcast. Today I have Mark Medina who is the Warriors beat writer for the Bay Area News Group his Twitter is Mark G underscore Medina. And he's also the host of the podcast Warriors HQ. Oh, Sorry, the Warriors HQ podcast on iTunes. Anywhere or wherever else you get your your podcasting listings on. So, Mark, thanks for coming on the show. And let's talk some KD. What do you say?
0: Yeah, Coach Nick. Always love to be on.
1: Yes. You, sorry. And I also, you know, the other part of the uh, interview, The introduction is friend of the breakdown that's what we're trying to
0: oh yes
1: yes old-time friend of the breakdown so um,
0: of course but that goes without saying
1: yes so anyhow and I'm glad you can fit us in in your amongst your your busy uh, uh, hits with uh, on TV that we see you now it's always nice to see you on uh, where did I just see you NBA TV
0: yeah NBA TV it seems like uh, you know I'm fortunate I cover a team that people care about and the Warriors have been in the news recently so yeah, a lot of times uh, when that happens, sometimes I'll I'll be on the airwaves.
1: Absolutely. Well, let's talk about why you were on TV recently, which was about the the whole KD thing. And I thought maybe we can even discuss in a macro sense what's happened here and what are the signs that that I, I kind of feel like KD is going to be gone. I think most people sort of feel like this is his last year, but. Do you feel like there are moments throughout his tenure in Golden State that you can point to that would be like, okay, that's a a notch in the belt as to why he wants to leave?
0: Well, you know, I don't want to say that because of the turn of events here this means that it's automatic that Kevin Durant's leaving, but it's certainly a pivot point, Um, I I think, for obvious reasons, where, you know, everyone knows Draymond Green is this intense player and a fiery player, and he and KD have gotten into it. Uh, dating back to his first year with the Warriors two years ago, and it wound up really not being a thing because they understand a lot of times when you have two competitive people, the emotions spill out and sometimes it can work for the better, but here Draymond clearly crossed the line of not only you know, saying a lot of personal things that are probably too vulgar to repeat here, but he brought up his free agency and saying that they can, uh, Chris Sands from Yahoo was saying that uh, Draymond Told him, hey, we can win without you. We won before you he got here, and basically daring him to leave. And you know, as we know about Kevin Durant, he's been getting a lot of criticism ever since he went to the Warriors. And part of the reason is because he left the OKC Thunder to team up with a few other All Stars. And now there's all this intrigue of will he leave. So this topic is is kind of topic A of what the criticisms from, and and Kevin has taken strong exception of that. So. Uh, I know that things haven't been well. They've been trying to mend fences, but uh, I don't want to say that this automatically means that that Kevin's a goner. There is seven months left for him to make this decision, and I think as we've seen through this NBA season, so many things can turn uh, quickly for better and for worse, but uh, it, it's definitely going to be a factor for sure for sure well let's go back to the original
1: thing that you mentioned the the, the first incident we saw publicly was uh at the end of a game in the regular season this was i guess two years ago in the beginning of the year i think uh correct me if i'm wrong kd decided he wanted to iso to end the game when uh, kind of waving off steph and that was the that's the famous shot right where we see draymond in kevin durant's face and kevin Durant seems to be nodding and taking it but that isn't that 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 whole situation that's what was going on then
0: Yeah, and I mean, just to to clarify for my end, I didn't start covering the Warriors until last season, so it's not like I was on the ground there. At that point, I was still covering the Lakers uh, for the L.A. Daily News. But I I remember when a few of us talked to Kevin last year in retrospect about that incident, he was kind of laughing about it and saying, hey, it's two competitors, You, you can't be afraid to get into it, and Draymond has long maintained that it is a good thing when you have people who are honest and bring out the best in each other but here it's a completely different thing but i think the question the core question that you're having of is Katie leaving or not it just really strikes me of a conversation i had with Kevin Durant before they went to play the New York Knicks in New York where all the talk would be would Kevin Durant want to play with the Knicks and he didn't want to go down the free agency rabbit hole but he went in depth a little bit about his time with the Warriors and he painted it very glowingly. And it went beyond the fact that, A, he's won two championships and, B, he's won two finals MVPs. He's mentioned that there hadn't really been any points of contention, even though you often hear behind the scenes there's kind of like a passive aggressiveness. But he strongly dismissed and shot down, you know, there being kind of a, a tug and a push pull during the Western Conference finals against Houston last year, where he was. Uh, going ISO a lot and shooting the ball. I mean, he really said it was an X's and O's exercise that they're all trying to figure out because to open the series, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, surprisingly weren't shooting the ball well, so Kevin took it in his hands. It worked initially, but then because of the Rockets' switch-heavy defense, he wound up being inefficient. But he really characterized that whole right of passage throughout the season uh, throughout the post-season uh, series against the Rockets as as really an X's and O's puzzle and that there weren't any of these contentious conversations among the coaches and teammates and then you know another example of him win- winning finals MVP a lot of Warrior fans were upset that Kevin Durant won and I know for a fact because I was one of the voters that voted for Kevin Durant but he was saying that as soon as he won it he and Steph Curry talked about in the locker room and and made it clear that it wasn't uh, some kind of interpersonal conflict. And Steph uh, emphasized how happy he felt for him. And and since then, Kevin has said, Look, I'm not consumed with winning the finals MVP. If, if it were up to me, we would have split it. But even if I didn't win it, I, I would be happy for Steph. Um, obviously, I wonder how Steph or Kevin's mindset is now because of this turn of events and him wondering well now I know how Draymond feels but how does the rest of the team feel but then at the same time the Warriors even though they maintain that they did not make this decision to quote-unquote appease Kevin with free agency uh, they did send a message to him at least that they're not going to tolerate Draymond berating him and the way I understand it is that uh, his teammates thought that Draymond crossed the line. So maybe in that vein, do you wonder, hey, this as bad as this is, this shows that in some of the lowest moments, the organization is going to stand up for me. Uh, Who knows? It's so hard to read all these different uh, moving parts.
1: And even though there are so many moving parts to the shoe buying process, it doesn't have to be so hard to get the hottest new sneakers, streetwear, watches, and or handbags. Millions are already using a revolutionary way to buy these things with StockX, where they'll provide you with real-time market data for intelligent buying and selling. Usually, the best way to make an informed decision on a product is to get the historical price data, and StockX mimics the stock market in this way, and also has their own verification process to make sure everything you buy is 100% authentic. They also provide total anonymity between buyer and seller, so you don't have to deal directly with anyone. Just place your bid and get your shoes. I just bought a gorgeous pair of the Red and Black Band Air Jordans, a shoe I had back in 1985 when they came out. And the process was simple and easy. And the shoes came exactly as promised. So visit StockX.com slash CoachNick today and find the best deals. Now you know. Well, you know, without crossing a line on your end, journalistically, is there any kind of a detail you can give us as to, you know, what happened in that locker room that, that you know, led to them suspending Draymond for a game and, you know, costing a lot of money?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I've reported this, as as have many, but um, the way the Warriors have explained it to me is they didn't necessarily suspend Draymond because of what was discussed in the locker room. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously it wasn't, uh, it wasn't friendly by any means, but there were people within the Warriors organization that said that the locker room discussion wasn't as contentious and it was more of a team-oriented discussion where because of what happened in the huddle, a lot of different guys on the team spoke up about the incident. The Warriors say that they made the decision to suspend Draymond because of what he said to Kevin Durant after Kevin started yelling at him for not passing him the ball in the final play of regulation and subsequently Draymond ran the ball up the court, turned the ball over. It was a tie, So it's going into overtime and uh, you know, the reports are out there first, I think reported by ESPN and then later by the athletic and Yahoo. But it's been confirmed to me that, you know, Draymond called <coughs> Kevin Durant, um, B I T C H multiple times, made references to his free agency and uh, the Warriors, you know, maintained that it hadn't, it wasn't a reaction to appeasing Kevin Durant or the free agency. They just didn't feel like that behavior was tolerated. And you know, Steve Kerr and Bob Myers were the primary decision makers. But it was also told to me that it definitely helped and shaped their decision that uh, they sensed from players on the team that they had thought. That Draymond crossed the line, and it wasn't just because of the personal attacks and bringing up free agency. I think so, the way it was told to me is some players kind of saw Draymond reacting with the double standard, where Draymond has been known to get on guys uh, throughout his career, even guys like Steph Curry and Klay Thompson for decisions they make or shots they miss, and they take it, um, and they thought it was a little hypocritical that Kevin Durant's getting on Draymond for not, not passing the ball, and Draymond couldn't handle that criticism and immediately took it personal. Um, so that that's the way things are, right, Allen? But you know, publicly, the Warriors are trying to. Move on from this incident, and and they're not fooling themselves that it's fully resolved, but they're hoping that it can get away from kind of the day-to-day narrative uh, that consumes this team.
1: What what I thought was interesting was that like when when Draymond had gotten into Kevin Durant's face when he first got there in that game at the end of the game, you know Kevin Durant missed the shot; it was a bad shot. It, he it was almost like he I felt like he acknowledged, yeah, okay, I get it. Like that's why you're in the face. It didn't work. And this is sort of the same idea where Durant, in, in not a very histrionic way, said, you know, it, it was a mistake by Draymond, right? Like, you, you want to get the ball to Kevin Durant, and you want him to take the last shot. And yet, that was what I think maybe was part of this line issue or crossing line was that Draymond clearly was the one who screwed up. And, 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 and out of that, decided to turn the tables completely on Kevin Durant, almost like a little, little child in a way where you know, they bring up something that doesn't even relate to that play, right? That That's sort of what it looked like to me. And that's why, um, is it safe to say that, like, when you watch Kevin Durant in that video uh, replay, he doesn't look like he's engaging uh, Draymond as much as Draymond is engaging him. Is that is that safe to say?
0: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you can see the emotions are pretty high and so much that DeMarcus Cousins had its just kind of move Draymond away and tell him to lock in and you know Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston are calling Durant down but clearly Draymond is much more demonstrative and look um you know maybe if Kevin didn't get on Draymond as forcefully as uh as he did maybe Draymond wouldn't have that reaction you know I think it's safe to say Draymond's reaction was kind of festered up. I mean, he was a little frustrated, I think, with the fact that this free agency cloud's hanging over the team. And, you know, he's thinking, hey, the Warriors have had so much success with Kevin Durant. You know, why is he looking elsewhere? But here's the thing. I think it is a little hypocritical on Draymond's part, or just any notion in general, that that Durant kind of, quote-unquote, owes the Warriors anything as much as you think it's head-scratching, hey, why would he leave a good thing? The Warriors were a beneficiary of Kevin being unhappy and not thinking OKC was a good fit, and they were recruiting him well before free agency our Players, mind you, not know, the front office. But this whole idea that Draymond suddenly offended that Kevin might be looking elsewhere, well, <laughs> he was talking to Kevin when he was on another team when he was looking elsewhere, so you kind of have to take that into consideration. But I think if it wasn't for the personal attacks, this would have been a 24-hour story. It would have been an interesting story, nonetheless, um, that would have had a lot of layers to it. But it really would have just been, stylistically, where does the team stand? And I would have been really fascinated to get into that. And it's frankly something that we didn't really get into because there was so much other stuff to uh, to cover. But here... You know, uh, Steve Kerr didn't call timeout on that last play for a reason. He likes to, at the most of end of the game situations, to run the floor because defenses don't have time to set up. And he's not about, hey, make sure we get the ball to so-and-so. He's all about ball movement. And on one hand, Draymond followed that creed because Kevin was trailing on the play. There wasn't a lot of time left. But on the other hand he didn't follow the career to finding the open man because he was trying to dribble out the ball through a few defenders, and Clay Thompson was wide open in the corner, and he was also upset he didn't get the ball. But I think that still would have been a story stylistically from Steve Kerr's end, the players' end. Where do you find that balance, particularly in end-of-game situations of looking for your quote-unquote star versus finding the open man or making things happen on your own? Um But I think that thing would have been resolved within a day and it wouldn't have carried over. Here, because of the personal nature of what Draymond said and the subject matter, um, it's not going to have the same kind of day-to-day coverage as it was initially, but it's going to have this kind of undercurrent tone throughout the season. And if there's any pivot points, good or bad, of moments Kevin and Draymond have on the court, you always wonder how is this evolving for better and for worse.
1: Uh, and just so I'm clear, when you say the personal attacks, it's really just the i t c h word. Is that what we're kind of focused on?
0: Yeah, I mean, for sure. You, you know, when you're talking about athletes on the court, he of the moment, I'm sure there are other vulgarities spewed knowing who Draymond is. But yeah, just the personal attacks, the vulgarities, the, the, the demonstrative nature, and obviously the free agency component as well.
1: For sure, and and no one else seems to have had much of an issue with the whole free agency cloud, certainly verbally, right?
0: Not for, certainly not publicly. Um, you know, I've talked to people in the organization about it, and they always say they always downplay and say, "Look, Kevin has the right to do what he wants," um, and they don't talk about it publicly. But that doesn't necessarily answer the question. You cannot talk about it publicly amongst you know teammates in the locker room, but. To say that people don't think about it, I, I just find that hard to believe, and it's nothing against the Warriors. It's just the reality. Like there's an uncertainty of whether he's staying or not, and uh, if the public's talking about, certainly they're thinking about it and maybe talking about it privately.
1: For sure. Well, Mark, I can't thank you enough for joining us and giving us your insider information about what's happening in this whole scenario. I, I kind of agree. I think it's going to blow over, you know, maybe a little bit longer than normal, but they'll get back to winning. They'll get back to everything being OK, Draymond being equilibri- back to his equilibrium. Uh, till next time, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and, and I think the key thing to emphasize here with this issue is, look, I don't think there's a lot of concern of if the Warriors can get over this this season. I mean, they have a lot of talent. Steph Curry is going to come back at some point. Draymond Green will come back at some point. Uh, even with all these issues, they just have all the continuity and talent to still win the NBA championship. But, uh, frankness, like that isn't really the question. It's more of, what does this mean after next season? And no one's ever going to know this even before this incident happened no one's ever going to know it but uh, we don't know to what level this issue is going to be resolved literally until Kevin decides what he's going to do in free agency and then once he makes that decision I think we'll all be able to connect the dots of okay tracing back to this specific pivot point to what degree to what extent did this play out in his decision making and We'll literally have to wait until until July when that happens.
1: You remember what David West said in the locker room after they won the championship? You think this yeah. is related to that?
0: Um, you know, that's what keeps me uh, humbled in this field. You don't know what you don't know. Um, but just covering the team last year, I had never heard of behind-the-scenes things like this. Um, but, you know, the Warriors uh, know, are pretty good at keeping things in-house. But when David did say that, it was emphasized to me, multiple people in the organization, that it was more of him just trolling us. Now, who knows, was this their strategy of keeping it in-house? Never rule anything out. But I, I just, you don't know what you don't know. So I, I never sensed that they were going through these kind of things last year. A lot of their challenges last year had to do with just not being motivated and fighting fatigue and burnout from you know, being in the finals for, you know, so many years since 2015 and having to gear up for every single game where the opponent is treating it as their Super Bowl. But you don't know what you don't know.
1: Absolutely. Well, we know what we know thanks to you today. So thanks so much for coming on the show, Mark. And uh, don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, not a channel, we're a conversation. You in? Are you in, Mark?
0: I'm in. Sign me up.